0: Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation.
1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today on the show, we have Bridget Rawls, and she's with Buzz Franchise Brands. Welcome, Bridget.
0: Uh, Thank you. How are you?
1: I am doing well. I'm so excited to learn what you're up to. First, for those who aren't familiar, share a little bit about Buzz. How are you serving folks?
0: Yeah, so Buzz Franchise Brands um, is a multi-brand franchisor. Um, We were established in 2012 uh, with our flagship brand, Mosquito Joe, who has since been been sold, but um, we're celebrating our 10 years in business this year which is super exciting. And we have three brands currently with a fourth to come, very exciting, all focused in the service, in the service space.
1: So it started out as a Mosquito Joe's, and then was the intention always to be kind of a multi-brand uh, operation or was that something that just happened organically after doing it for a bit?
0: Yeah, no, it really was kind of the long-term vision. Our CEO, Kevin Wilson, has always been, you know, really clear about the intentions of Buzz franchise brands, really wanting to establish ourselves as, you know, kind of an umbrella franchise family. So we, um, you know, like I said, started with Mosquito Joe in 2012. We rolled out Pool Scouts, which is a residential pool cleaning company. In 2015, we launched Home Clean Heroes a couple of years after that, our residential cleaning company. And then um, after Mosquito Joe was sold, we acquired British Swim School in 2019, which is a swim school concept. So, yeah, it's been really exciting. I've been here for almost six years, so not quite the full 10, but it's been an amazing ride.
1: Now, um, share with the listeners who are uh, maybe franchisors and they have a single brand, what is kind of some of Mm -hmm. the uh, economies of scale you can get when you are a multi-brand and especially serving one industry like home services?
0: Yes, definitely. So, you know, I think the big benefit of a multi-brand franchise company, you know, model that we have is that we're really able to leverage what we call our shared services, right? So, my team, I'm the director of digital marketing for Buzz Franchise Brands. Um, and I've got a team of three that works with me, and we support all of our franchisees um, across all of the brands. So, you know, doesn't matter if it's our largest brand, British Swim School, or our, um, you know, more emerging brand, Home Clean Heroes, we're really able to kind of leverage those. Um, kind of specific, um, you know, expertises across across the board, which is nice. Whereas, you know, if you were, you know, launching an initial brand, you know, standalone, um, you know, the financials really w- likely wouldn't make sense to build up such a robust team. But we really are able to kind of leverage those various um, niche um, skills across all of them. We've got digital marketing, direct mail, creative, um, analytics. And operations and support. And that really does kind of span across all of our brands. So it's been a really nice way to, um, you know, kind of spread the love, if you will.
1: Now, in your role, are you primarily focused on kind of the franchisees and helping making them successful faster? Or as part of mm-hmm. your work in digital marketing, also, to grow the franchises, you know, the franchisors and identify more franchisees as well?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's both. And we wear a lot of hats. (laughs) I would say, um, you know, the majority of our time um, on a day to day basis is spent supporting our franchisees, you know, making sure that they've everything they need in terms of website, um, paid, paid digital, SEO, you know, social media support, all of that really kind of falls into my area. But then in turn, of course, we're Collaborating directly with our um, individual brand marketing teams for franchise development strategies. So we also lead the charge on the digital side there. So managing our franchise development websites, our relationships with our vendors to, again, really kind of continue to grow the brand, but at the same time, making sure that we've got enough resources and bandwidth to... Keep our current franchisees
1: supported. Now, in today's world, is it uh, almost impossible to have a fr- to be a franchisee in a, a local market and not use kind of some of these digital ads and pay per click and things like that? Is it possible just to grow your business just through, you know, being active in the community, joining things, sponsoring local things? I- is that possible, or you have to have it this? Point, uh, some kind of digital ad work going on?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I, nothing is impossible, right? But I would say it's highly improbable to, you know, grow efficiently without that layer of, um, you know, paid digital presence. Obviously, there are a lot of aspects to the digital landscape and they're not all pay to play, um, but it really is important for you know, our franchisees, especially as they, you know, are kind of coming out of the gate, right. To really make themselves visible and present in the top of the search engine results across the display network, across social media to, um, you know, hit that brand awareness level and really meet people where they are and be present when they're ready to convert, um, you know, in the search engine. So like I said, I don't think it's impossible, but I think it would be really hard to grow efficiently um without that. So that's really why we're here to support our support our franchisees.
1: Now when you're supporting the franchisees is part of the kind of I'm I'm sure you have to kind of give them a digital marketing education that they're not as mm-hmm. as savvy as you are and not as experienced as you are. Um anytime you're dealing with digital, obviously you're dealing with um other platforms primarily and you're relying on them yeah. and the and the pricing that comes with that. Um mm-hmm. is there anything that you're doing to help like an individual franchisee to kind of build their own list or build their own kind of uh, way to communicate with the people most important to them so they don't have yeah. to rely on these third party platforms in order to get the word out.
0: Yeah, so a little bit of a layered answer, but I'll try to to answer uh um kind of what you're thinking. So yeah, I think the first part is education, right? So before any of our franchisees open their doors or open their, um, their, you know, service vehicles, if you will, and or pools, um, you know, it's really important to make sure they have a steady foundation of training. And part of that training is digital marketing training. Um, So we spend, you know, a few hours, um, you know, directly with them kind of walking through our philosophy of digital, the different aspects of digital how our team supports them and then how also our um you know vendor partners support them as well so rather than you know giving all of this knowledge to our franchisees who you know like you're saying usually don't have a ton of experience in digital it really is such a vast landscape and can be pretty you know more of a niche thing um rather than just giving them all the information and then just letting them run free, we have really developed a lot of good, strong partnerships with um, some different vendor partnerships um, to make sure that, um, you know, we're providing the services for our franchisees and at at an economy of scale, right? So, um, you know, we work with partners usually who are, um, you know, really savvy in the franchise space who have a deep experience experience in it because it is such a specific business model. And then in turn, there are a few services that we offer in-house and we're really able to, you know, leverage our first party data and, um, you know, obviously high touch points with the various brand teams to really make it worth their while. But really the goal is to make sure they're, they feel educated in the digital space, make sure they feel empowered and make sure they don't feel like they're just kind of floating out there after training. A lot of the heavy lifting is on our team. So um, it's been helpful to be able to do that.
1: Is one of the advantages of being multi-brand that the consumer is kind of the same across brands so that you can kind of share the consumer? So if one franchisee gets a consumer, then it can be Mm -hmm. shared amongst the other ones in the market?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's always the kind of the, the big goal, right? I mean, obviously we don't have locations across all three of our brands in every single place so there will naturally you know not be overlap in some areas there have been um you know instances where you know our pool scouts franchisees have been able to coordinate with our um you know british swim school franchisees you know if they're in specific markets because there's a little bit of a shared interest in terms of you know water um but i will say that our target audience does kind of range a little bit, you know, across the board, you know, with British swim school, you know, we really want to make sure that we're talking to parents with young kids, um, and really hitting home the importance of swim lessons. Um, You know, survival first is really what we're focused on. It really is such a life saving skill. So that tends to be, you know, a little bit tends to skew a little bit younger. Obviously, we, we teach adults too, but it does kind of primarily tend to be parents first. And then obviously, with school scouts, you know, we're looking at um, homeowners with pools, not just any homeowner. So that kind of narrows our pool a little bit unintended. Um, and then for home clean heroes, um, you know, obviously, you know, any home is available to, um, to be cleaned, but really making sure we're kind of identifying the sweet spot in terms of household income and making sure that we're getting a customer who will, um, you know, continue to get service from us in kind of that recurring way. So while they are you know, similar across the board in some ways, um, it really is important for us to kind of identify the nuances across each. Um, like I said, I think it would be great for that shared customer to you know, be able to um, you know, have service across in all of our verticals, but really kind of making sure we're honing in on who that person is first.
1: Now, when it comes to the franchisee, is it uh, kind of the same type franchisee prospect today as it was opposed to like pre-pandemic?
0: That's a really good question. You know, I think in some ways, yes, but in some ways, no. I think we're seeing that, um, you know, the way that people are finding our franchise opportunity has changed a little bit. Um, The level of research, um, you know, that they're doing has changed a little bit. Now we're offering virtual Meet the Team days. That's something that we, um, you know, rolled out during um, the pandemic, obviously, since travel was, um, you know, obviously not possible there for a little for a little while. So I think those kind of changes have made it, you know, made the process maybe a little bit more approachable. Um, But we're still looking for, you know, individuals who are, of course, financially qualified, but also really kind of fit the ideal candidate of, you know, owners who are passionate and driven, um, and are really looking to, um, you know, make a difference in their communities that core aspect hasn't really changed.
1: Are you seeing any kind of maybe a more youth movement when it comes to people being open to franchising as a career path?
0: Yeah, I think we have, you know, seen a little bit, you know, skewed a little bit younger over the last couple of years, which is so incredible. Um, You know, I think. People are starting to realize or continuing to realize, if you will, in the last couple of years that, you know, the classic nine to five career is not the only way to gain success. And for those who are naturally entrepreneurially minded or who, you know, really like to be out in the community or outside and, you know, really kind of building something for themselves, for themselves franchising has become, you know, really, really attractive. Um, There's also such a range of financing options and different ways to, um, you know, self fund a business such as a franchise. So I think that's also made it, um, like I said, a little bit more open to, you know, a younger market. Um, It's been really exciting to see, obviously, you know, having that young energy and excitement across our concepts really only kind of, you know, breeds across the rest of the system. So um, really great to see.
1: Now, can you share a moment maybe early in your career when you were doing some marketing and you had an idea and you said, you know what, why don't, uh, you know, maybe a franchisee or maybe a franchise, uh, a brand came to you and said, hey, we need help in this area. And you were able to kind of try something and it worked. And you were like, wow, you know, may- this is something that I'm good at. This is something that I can make an impact.
0: Um, I think... That's a good question. I think, really, where we've been able, when I look back, you know, at the beginning when I, um, you know, first started at Buzz Franchise Brands, the digital department itself was not nearly as robust as it is now. So, I think what we've really been able to identify based on learnings and doing the hard work into building these various programs is that it really is so important to be everywhere the user is. Um, so, I think what we can offer and have been able to you know really prove um, is that you need to have a strong organic presence. You need to have a strong paid presence. You need to have those local listings identified and maintained. You need to be present on social. Um, and I think obviously for, you know, concepts that don't offer the kind of support we do, it can be a little bit daunting for the franchisee. We're like, okay, I know I need to be here, but how am I going to do this? So really being able to develop core competencies and partners in those areas, um, over the last few years, um, you know, again, just kind of thinking about where we started has been, has been great. We're really able to kind of offer this super robust level of support. Um, and landscape of
1: strategies. Now, when it comes to creating that kind of uh, localized brand ubiquity so that mm-hmm. the consumer kind of thinks of them or sees the brand at that point of decision, yeah. um, how much of an investment in their head should they be expected to be investing in in that level of brand ubiquity? Obviously, the more the better in some cases, but there is a <laughs> yeah. point of diminishing returns, I would imagine, at some point.
0: Of, of uh, course, yeah. So I think with, you know, with local marketing and really establishing, you know, owners establishing themselves as the face of the business is incredibly important from the get go. Um, you know, as we all know, the benefit of coming into a franchise concept is that you're buying into a proven brand with turnkey systems and, you know, all these things they don't have to figure out for themselves. But where it's still going to be completely important to make a difference is to, you know, again, be the face of the business. So, I think when we, you know, launch franchisees and really kind of explain the importance of that, especially starting out, usually it's going to be more of an investment of their time than financial. I mean, of course, there's going to be certain things that are fee based in terms of getting out in the community, but being out in the community is so important. You know, as little as small as an small as small as an example as driving your vehicle on the weekends and wearing branded clothing, so you can be starting those conversations and really. Um, you know, continuing to position yourself as, you know, as that local owner, I think that's really where it's important. Um, and diminishing returns, I would say for, you know, that sort of thing, it, there really isn't one, it's so important to continuously be in front of people. And, you know, again, really show that, you know, this is a local business, um, you know, we're making an impact in our community. And then there are things like, of course, um, you know, on the, um Digital side, you know, on their individual websites, we really work with them to make sure that we're featuring themselves and their team and how they're involved in the community and really kind of making that cohesive across all of those different places. Um, so, yeah, so a little bit of a, a vague answer there, but it really is more, I think, thinking about how they can put themselves, um, you know, in front of the community as, as much as possible.
1: Does so. That make sense? Uh sure. And then what mm-hmm. what is this fun announcement you have from
0: Yes. Yes. We're very excited. So um we are rolling out a fourth brand under our umbrella. Um it's called Grand Illuminations. It is a premier holiday lighting and decor concept. Still service based, um like our other like our other brands. Um, but it's really exciting. So you know, we've kind of gathered a handful of independent operators to become our first franchisees, really able to kind of leverage, you know, their knowledge and experience in this space. Um, but we're looking to, you know, be ready to service um, a few key areas this holiday season. So it's awesome if you are someone who does not like to decorate your own house <laughs> and would like someone to come in and, um, you know, design it for you with, you know, really, um, you know, premium products, then definitely keep an eye out for great elimination. So we're really excited. It's a really nice tie in with our 10 year anniversary and really continuing to build Buzz franchise best franchise brands as a multi brand franchisor.
1: And then the, the service that they would be offering consumers is like the holiday lights. But would it also be like, um, you know, Mary graduated, you know, happy, you know, 21st birthday, and you put up those kind of signs yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. We're really starting to focus first on, you know, holiday decor and lighting. So I think there are some other opportunities down the road that we're going to be exploring in terms of kind of, you know, year round initiatives. Um, but this year, you know, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, the first handful of seasons, it's really going to be focused on um holiday decor. That's a great question.
1: And then this and, and uh, some of your other brands also, you don't need a physical location, right? This can be done at the home or with minimal location.
0: (laughs) Correct. So, you know, that's really, you know, one of the attractive pieces about our, um, you know, our concepts, they're all service-based, they're all fairly low cost and quick to start. So, um, you know, the only kind of caveat I would say in terms of thinking about that is British swim school you know, we do operate in physical pools, obviously, to, to teach kids how to swim. But we leverage pool partnerships and go into existing spaces like hotels, gyms, so that you're not looking at, you know, a huge build out of a pool, right? Like some of those other concepts. And then of course, with Pool Scouts, Home Clean Heroes, and now Grand Illuminations. Um, yeah, it's completely service based, you know, can be a home based business, giving the owner a lot of flexibility in terms of operation and really keeping those costs down.
1: Good stuff. So, if somebody wants to yeah. learn more about Buzz, uh, where should they go?
0: Yeah, definitely visit our website, buzzfranchisebrands.com, um, Instagram as well, at BuzzFranchiseBrands, and of course on Facebook um, to keep an eye out for all of the fun activities and announcements coming soon.
1: Well, Bridget, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you.
0: Thank you so much.
1: All right, this is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.